Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. Psalm 46, I want to get into this for a few minutes this morning. We started a series called Always. Some great artwork there, Gary. Thank you. Um, and this, this series, we're talking about always. What is always? Always could mean many things, but what we're talking about is this. He's always with us. He's always with us. Now, that, that statement should not bring any flags up to anybody here. Everybody here should be saying, well, of course, he's always with us. You know, we, always, we know this already. But what I'm bringing this out for is this, that, that sometimes we can mentally agree to something, but are we living in it? Are we living in a consciousness of his presence in our life on a daily basis? Are we living in a consciousness of his presence in our life when we come together in church and things are good? And yeah, man, I tell you what, Martha, I got a goose bump today. <laughs> it was really powerful. Well, hey, good, but, but how about when we go home and we're facing life? How about when we get, get home and the mailman comes on Monday and all he brings is a stack of bills? You know, is there still a goose bump? Probably not, but is he still there? Yeah, he is. He is. And you know, I think it's more important in those times that we learn to acknowledge him and, and not let down our faith, our belief, but know that he's going to see us through. Psalm 46 is a tremendous portion of scripture. It says this in verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help when in trouble. In trouble. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help. I'm glad He's present. I'm glad He's present. I'm glad He's tuned in. He's there. Have you ever been, you know, talking about God being with us always? I'll get back to those verses. Have you ever been ignored? What's up? <laughs> you know what? You can laugh. It's good. I like it. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, have you ever been ignored? Have you ever been in a room full of people? Maybe you're at an event. Maybe you're at a party and you're ignored. You're just, you're just on the sideline and man, it seems like you are invisible. Nobody interacts with you and you're just taken for granted. When you've been ignored and you've been shut out, I tell you what, it limits, it limits the interaction that you have in that, in that situation. Why I say that is this. I don't ever want to ignore God. I want to be aware of Him. I want to, I want to have this inside information wherever I go. And I'm talking, I'm especially talking outside of church. In church, absolutely. But outside, I'm telling you what, I want to walk down the streets of Menominee, picking up trash or doing whatever, and knowing this, God's with me. I want to go into work, you know, you know, for me, you know, it's here, but, but you know, it hasn't always been that way in my life. You know, I want to go wherever I go, I want to walk in knowing God's with me. You know, if I go on a missions trip, they may confiscate my Bible at the border, but I'm telling you what, if I get beyond the border... I'm a time bomb ready to go off. I've got God in me. I've got God living in me, and I've got him with me. 
He's a present. I tell you, when trouble comes in my life and things are looking grim, you know, and I get the phone call, it's like, oh, no, you're kidding. God's a present help in time of trouble. He's a present help in time of trouble. Here's what the psalmist goes on to say. He says, therefore, because God is my strength and my refuge and he's a present help in time of trouble, he says, therefore, I'll not fear. You know that knowing that God is with us always is just like a remedy. It's like it drives fear out of our life. How can fear be there when we know God's there? When God's there and he's for us and he's on our side, I'm telling you what. Line up the bullies. Hey, he's with me. He's with me. He says, even though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake and the swelling thereof, hey, 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 all this, this guy is having a bummer day. I'm telling you what. I mean, I think it's a bummer day if I got up and I forgot to get a coffee filter. This guy gets up. He says, the earth has been removed. I tell you what, I, when I got up this morning, I looked out and said, hey, there's the earth. Glory to God. I, I don't even think about it. It's just there. I get up, I th- and Dana says this yesterday. She get up and looked out the window. She says, well, November's here. She took a picture of some tree that didn't have leaves on it. This guy got up. The leaves weren't just gone. The whole earth was gone. And he says, well, don't you love this guy? He's drinking his coffee. The earth's removed. Nothing but water out there, and the water's looking rough. It's all right. God's with me. He's a present help in time of trouble. Therefore, I'm not going to be moved. Therefore, I'm not going to fear. God's with me. Does that apply in 2014? I think it applies in 2015. It's real. This is truth. Let's go right to this. Hebrews 3. Hebrews 3. What I'm talking about today is God's with us. God's with us on good days. Thank God. If you're having a good day today, praise God. You don't have any troubles. You don't have anything coming against you. Man, put your feet up and enjoy this day. But know God's with you. Okay, yeah, put your feet up, Stephen. Go ahead. Yeah, wiggle your toes, do all that stuff. You know, but if you're having a bummer day, if you're having, man, life is just not good right now, I'm here to tell you today, God's with you. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Don't release your faith. In Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7, it says this, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says, today... If you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Harden not your hearts. Do you know that, you know, you and I, we have the ability to harden our hearts? I know Paul, I think he was talking to Timothy. He, he, he said that some people's consciences are like seared as with a hot iron. It's like they've hardened themselves to God. To, you know... You know, seared is with a hire. You know, I think of my dad. My dad, I, I get coffee drinking, you know, from my dad, I think. Because my dad was an old-time coffee drinker. Do you know that, Dan? 
And the way he'd, this is how I grew up, he had this metal pot, I don't think they even make these anymore, and it would go on the stove and he'd pour boiling water and it would go through this, you know, part of the inside was made out of metal too and it had like holes in it as a, as a filter and it would catch most, most, most of the grounds would get caught in that filter. And, and, and he'd get, I'd get up, you know, he'd get us up every day. He'd get up at like 4 or 4.30 or something. We'd have to eat breakfast with him before he'd go to work. And then as us kids, we'd all go back to bed after we ate breakfast. So, you know, that's why I eat in the morning when I get up, Dana. But, but anyway, but, but my dad, he would sit there and he'd take this coffee. It was just, it was like off the pot. It was like boiling. And he'd pour himself a cup and drink it right down. If I did, I can't even do, I mean, my bun coffee maker, it doesn't boil the stuff. But, but if, if I tried to drink what he did, I would scream. I'd run out in the yard, and I'd scream and run around the block, and I'd say, ah, you know, try to, try to calm this thing, you know. But, but his throat was seared. He, he seared his throat when it came to hot coffee or hot drinks. But sometimes people, because of repetition and, 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 and doing this, they harden their hearts towards God. They harden their hearts and their conscience towards God and towards his presence. Don't do that. Don't do that, Paul. Don't do that. When God speaks, I want to listen to him. I want to listen to him because he's there to help me. He's there to guide me. He's there to take me to the next step. And, you know, in this story that I'm reading in Hebrews, let, I'll, I'll read on a little bit. The Holy Ghost, uh, when he speaks, he says, when you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts, is what the writer says, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. So now, what does that say to you? That doesn't say much to me. What it says to me is, well, don't harden my hearts as somebody did, but what did they do? What is he talking about? What is he referring to here? Well, and it says, And your fathers tempted me, they proved me, and they saw my works for 40 years, and I was grieved with the whole generation. What a bummer. Some people did stuff that grieved God for a whole generation. Ouch. What a... And, and they do err in their hearts. Uh, and it says, And they've not known my name, and so I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter in my rest. You know that God has a rest for you? There's a rest that God has prepared for us. That doesn't mean you should just sleep your life away, be a Rip Van Winkle dude, you know, grow a beard or something. But it means this, that means there's a place of life that God wants us to walk in where we have peace and security. That fear doesn't have a place in us. Are you there, Pastor Paul? I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Let's read about what these people did that ticked God off. You want to hear what they did? <laughs> I kind of do. Exodus 17. Exodus 17. It says, and, and the congregation of the children of Israel journeyed from the wilderness of sin. Well, it's good. They are leaving sin. And after their journeys, according to the commandment of the Lord, they pitched in Repidim. And there was no water for the people to drink. Now, you guys know this story. Wherefore the people did chide with Moses and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why do you chide with me? And why do you tempt the Lord? Was it a reasonable thing that they wanted water? Sure, it was, but it was their attitude. It was the condition of their heart that was repulsive to Moses and to God. And the people thirsted for water there, and the people murmured. Get this. 
This is what it tells us here. It says, The people murmured against Moses and said, Wherefore is this that thou hast brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? You know, one point in time, these people were, were totally stoked that Moses was leading them. He was taking them out of Egypt, not of a place of bondage and captivity. And now the tables have turned and they're grumbling and complaining because of the challenge that's before them. Because of, it's a physical need to drink water. I try to drink water every day a whole lot. I kind of like bubble water myself. But, but I'm telling you, water's important. These people, it was reasonable. But their attitude is what was bad. And it says, Moses cried to the Lord, saying, What shall I do to this people? They're ready to stone me. And the Lord said to Moses, Go before the people and take with thee the elders of Israel and thy rod. And when, where you smote the river, the one, the, you know that rod that you smote the river with? You remember that? Yeah, I've got that one in, on the mantle, Lord. I'll grab it. And Moses, uh, the Lord told Moses, Go on before the people and, 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 uh, and I'll stand before thee. And upon the rock in Horeb, and you shall smite the rock, and there'll come water out of it that the people can drink. And so Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. It was a bold move. And, and he called on the name uh, of that, he called the name of that place Massa and Meribah. Now get this, because the children of Israel, and because they tempted the Lord, saying, Is he among us or not? So here, you know, before here it says they murmured. You know, and that was terrible. They murmured against Moses and I'm sure against God. But then we find a little more information towards the end here. We find out what they were doing in this time of testing and trying is that they said, hey, I don't even think God is with us anymore. And what they did, it, 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 got, it, it grieved God. It grieved him. What they did affected not only their life, but men, a whole generation. Let me read you one scripture. I'm not going to go much further this morning. Can I read you one more scripture? We're talking about God's presence being with us. And what I'm giving you this morning from the word is ammunition. It is, it is what we need to overcome in the situations we're facing today. I'm telling you, this stuff, this, this is powerful. 1 Corinthians 10.13 is, is a tremendous verse. This is what I'm going to read. It says, There has no temptation taken you. There's no temptation. The word temptation here means test or trial. Temptation, test, or trial. No temptation, test, or trial has taken you, but such as is common to man. But here, let me tell you what. What does it say about God? Does it say God's bringing you temptations, tests, or trials? No, it doesn't say that about God. It says that when temptations, tests, and trials come, know this, God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. He's with you. He'll not forsake you. It says he'll not suffer you to be tempted over what you can be. He's not going to let you flip out. He wasn't going to let these people in the wilderness die of thirst. He wasn't going to let them die of thirst or even their cows die of thirst. They turned. They said, oh, man, is God even here? I don't think God, I think God's on vacation. He's left me. He didn't leave us. Man, Moses, man, he pulled off one of the cool ones there. Taking a rod, striking a rock, water. You ever, guys, has anybody ever done that before? 
That's why I say Moses, how bold was Moses? He did this in front of the people. I mean, if I'm going to go hit, hit a rock or something, I'd want it to be in my garage in case it didn't work, you know? It's like one time we had a, 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 it was new to us, a new car to us, uses way back in the day. And Dana and I were at church, and we were driving home from church, and, and um, our, our neighbors, Pete and Mary Harding, were driving next to us, and they got home. They called us. This was before cell phones even. They said, hey, we noticed a big dent in your car. And while I was at church that day, someone had taken and, and, and pushed the side of the door into where it was this big cave-in spot in my door. And I was bummed. I mean, you know, when you get a new car, it's your baby, you know. I don't know if it's like that for everybody. For guys, it's like that. I remember pulling into church one time, and some guy across the parking lot came running up and says, Wow, you got new tires. <laughs> and of course he noticed the tires. But, you know, if, if a woman noticed, they'd notice, like, if the lady had a new dress. Well, the guy notices if a guy has new tires, okay? I said, yeah, yeah, Michelins, they're cool, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I was bummed. I had this whole door that was dented in. And the next day at work, this guy told me, he says, do you know what? I've heard that if you take a toilet plunger and you get the right suction, you can pull a dent right out of a car. I said, you're kidding me. I could not wait to get home that day. And, and then what I did is I went in the garage and I shut the garage door. You know why I did that? You know, you know why I did that. Because I don't want the neighbors talking any more than they were already talking. But who are the, who's it? Paul and Dana? <laughs> They're out there, I'll tell you, I know. I, you know? But I did, I got myself a plunger. You gotta get the right kind of plunger, but you, you get, a, get it on there. I got myself a suction, I went, I was ready to open up a body shop. <laughs> I tell you, it was the greatest thing in the world. But I did it behind closed doors. Moses was right out there in front of the people. God told him. God gave him an unction. He didn't harden his heart. He didn't say, where are you, God? I don't even feel a goosebump right now. He said, man, I'm going out there with my rod, and I am smacking that rock right in front of the whole bunch of them. He did it, and the water came out. Amen. <sighs> Baby. God, when you're in the middle of a temptation, a test, or trial, know this, God didn't forsake you. Know this, God's with you. Know this, he's faithful. Man. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.